The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. John said to him, Teacher, we saw someone casting out demons in your name and tried to stop him because he was not following us. But Jesus said, Do not stop him, for no one who does a deed of power in my name will be able soon afterward to speak evil of me. Whoever is not against us is for us. For truly, I tell you, whoever gives a cup of water to drink because you bear the name of Christ will by no means lose the reward. If any of you put a stumbling block before one of these little ones who believes in me, It would be better for you if a great millstone were hung around your neck and you were thrown into the sea. If your hand causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life maimed than to have two hands and to go to hell to the unquenchable fire. And if your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life lame than to have two feet and be thrown into hell. And if your eye causes you to stumble, tear it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and to be thrown into hell where their worm never dies and the fire is never quenched. Hmm. For everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good. But if salt has lost its saltiness, how can you season it? Have salt in yourselves and be at peace with one another. The Gospel of the Lord. Holy One, we, your people, spiritual descendants of the wilderness wanderers, the way of Jesus followers, the church gathered around James, we listen for your call. Help us hear it today. Amen. After a year of study and research, recently affirmed by Vestry Vote, it seems clear that St. Martin's is prepared to enter more deeply into beloved community. Today's lessons confirm it again for me. See if you agree. In the first lesson, We find our spiritual ancestors in the wilderness during the second year of the journey to the promised land. Not yet a beloved community. Food is scarce. Only manna, of which the people are heartily sick, having forgotten what a miracle it is to have manna. 
bemoaning the good old days when they had easy food in Egypt. And I appreciated the reading of that first lesson. That's exactly how they sounded. (laughs) Oops. Too loud bemoaning. They just stepped on Moses' last nerve. So here's how Moses expresses himself to God, his frustration about the lack of community. Why did you lay the burden of all this people on me? Did I conceive all this people? Did I give birth to them that you should say to me, carry them in your bosom as a nurse carries her suckling child? Isn't it it lovely that Moses can think of himself and God thinks of him with such feminine attributes? So cool. He perceives that God has called him to be mother and nursemaid as well as the greatest prophet they've ever had or ever will have. And so in a temper, even in his temper, he finds in himself that complete male and female image of God. Would that our own country's leaders might find some notion of that completeness and healing of humanity that that male and female image could bring. A couple of things to observe here about becoming beloved community. First, it could be that Moses' frustration might remind us of our own rector's frustration when we expect him to carry us, the whole church, in every situation. God might tell us, as God told Moses, to pay attention to our leaders, the vestry. Moses needed 70, but our vestry is the right size for us. In the beloved community strategic plan that we've been working on and have just about completed, it recommends that we hire consultants skilled in cultural competency to assist the vestry and lead the way to community that flows out of our baptismal covenant. Secondly, just as Moses was willing to listen to Ildad and Medad, who didn't enter that sacred tent, we should be sure to listen to our leaders who are not on the vestry. When everyone's voice is heard, those who remember the good old days, as well as those who want full steam ahead, when everyone is heard, that would be complete beloved community. Our strategic plan says that starting in 2018 and 19, the parish offers comprehensive leadership training to all parish leaders that fosters community building across boundaries and encourages courageous conversations about race. Moving on chronologically to the Gospel of Mark, What do we learn about creating beloved community from Jesus and the disciples? The disciples have just finished discussing who is the greatest, and now they are challenged by an exorcist 
who hasn't been traveling with them, but who works in the name of Jesus. Don't you listen to me, Jesus says. Everyone who gives a cup of water to the thirsty will receive the reward of participating in beloved community. That's the reward. Jesus continues, Do you expect me, or to expect to bring the kingdom by the reward and punishment method? By including or excluding who comes in? Look, do you really want to cut off parts of our, com- of our body until no sinful member is left? The cup of water is a better way. Jesus, like Moses, expresses his frustration that the disciples don't understand the vision of beloved community. Sounds like Moses. He says, If any of you put a stumbling block before one of these little ones who believe in me, it would be better for you if a great millstone was put around his neck and you were thrown into the sea. Oops, again, stepped on Jesus' last nerve. But Jesus comes back in a better frame of mind. Salt is good, he says. Talking salty can be fun sometimes. But truly, have salt in yourselves. You can be a little testy, but be at peace with one another. You will grow into beloved community. Jesus wants to be clear that every single little one is invited into beloved community. And our strategic plan provides for formation for children and adults that integrates strategies and practices that support more racially and culturally inclusive programming toward beloved community. Now on to the letter of James. This writer is probably not Jesus' brother James or James the brother of the son of Zebedee, but he has inherited and earned their apostolic authority. His letter is addressed to a church living dispersed in the world that knows the essentials of faith but welcomes instruction on everyday ethical and communal matters. This church is recognizable as a place of beloved community. It has evolved from the places where Jesus was talking about. In fact, James has provided a concise guide to performing as beloved community. I especially like his pastoral concern. Are any among you suffering? Of course, of course you are. So what does community do about it? Pray together, not alone. Pray together. Pray as a community led by accepted elders. Here's how James describes how beloved community works. The prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise them up. And anyone who has committed sins will be forgiven. 
Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The strategic plan for St. Martin's to become beloved community emphasizes confessing our sins, especially our blindness to living immersed in a culture of white privilege. We plan for clergy to develop a healing ritual that invites repentance and becomes part of our racial education work as we lament the structural racism we have inherited. I ask us all to recognize ourselves as the fertile ground that will grow beloved community. Watch closely to catch it sprouting. Be observant of last nerves. Whoever is not against us is for us. Amen.